Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Thank you, God. That we are chosen by grace. As in, real chosen by grace. There's a prophet in the Bible called Jeremiah. And I'd like to tell you about him. Jeremiah was a son of a priest, right? So you'd think that if you're a son of a priest, pastor's kid, yeah, hey, you come for floor prayer, hmm? you go for all the services, hey, you're an MC leader. Yeah, my siblings, Paula and Angie and Kakdi, they are all MC leaders. Oshigela. Yeah, you know the word. Yeah, because every night before you sleep, there's devotion, you wake up in the morning, you're in the word. You'd think that a pastor's kid is learned and ready hmm, to take the world. You people, it's by grace. So in Jeremiah, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 5 to where we'll stop. This is the reaction of a pastor's kid, okay, when God has called him. Okay, so can we read together? It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, ah, Lord God, this is Jeremiah, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Hey. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set over you the nations. I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. You'd think that having grown up in a certain environment, when God calls you, you'd be like, I'm ready. I was, I've been waiting for this day. From the time I was suckling my mother's, I was waiting. Huh? I'm a child of a priest. Eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the word. Do you understand? Huh? I was ready to reign for you at 16. But his reaction is, ah! Ah, Lord God. Behold, I cannot speak. 
for I am a youth. I got born again at a very tender age. Tender. Those days of like eight years old. Yeah. I got born again at St. Stephen's Church of Uganda. I don't remember what the man was teaching about. Teaching has just like something. I want to do it. Yes, yes. I went forth. And I've been serving all my life. I used to go for those days it was called Sunday school, right? And I would be singing, eh, would sing. I would wake up early in the morning on Sunday. I, I did not know what time it was. I just knew that on Sunday, I wake up and go to church. Now, sometimes my parents would be going for the nine o'clock service. So I'd go to their room to wake them up, to go to church. And they're like, we're coming later. So I found friends in the estate, older who used to walk to church. I made a plan with them. I asked my parents for permission. So every Sunday morning, I'd wake up early and would walk to church. Because I'd be like, eh. there's this fun thing that I don't know what it was. And then we'd go and would sing. So I'd stay for all the services. Yeah, so then my parents sometimes would go back with me or they would ask me, are you? Then I'd come back with me. I knew all the shortcuts back home. So I've been serving all my life. <laughs> would do Christmas plays and go all over the place doing the Christmas plays. <laughs> yeah. At some point, my parents introduced me to Trudy Odida, who used to take us to Uganda Television, UTV, UBC. UTV and would go and there was a program called Children's Bible Time. Who remembers Children's Bible Time? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. And so would go, would sing, then she would teach, then she would take us back home. And I remember she used to, you know, when you're a child, she's teaching us, they're telling us about Philistines. What? And in my mind, I was like, a Philistine is a bad person. Hey! Hey! I was like, these Philistines. Hey! You know, I joined Gaza High School as in Chapel Choir, of course. Do you click, eh? Chapel Choir, yeah, what? You go for main CU. Yeah. So I was one of those people. On the day we went for Sosh. Behavior. I came back. No, there was not, like, as in, I'm like, the two, like, in my mind, eh, the two were two different things. I've gone for Sosh to King's College, Budo. I've come back in the evening. Fellowship time, I wear my skirt and go for fellowship. Generally. What? Joint Teen Challenge in S4 VAC. That's when I met Pastor Jeremy. Joint Teen Challenge, S4 VAC. What? Came, come alive, bitchy. Then come alive, ministries. Hey, hey, over what? When I went to study, I was, already, I was in the choir already. I was over what? Serving all my life, all my life, all my life, all my life, all my life. Serving. 
There are many times God has called me. The first time where I was like, God, are you sure? Apostle sends us a message, an SMS, my husband and I, to join the eldership. <laughs> Look, eh? I was like, oh, Lord God. Behold, I cannot do it. For I am a youth. You would think that all those years of service, I'd be like, I thought you'd ask me last year and I've been praying for God to open your eyes to the fact that I'm eldership material. You guys, we are chosen by grace. Why? Hmm? Because you, you see how all of you are like, you went for such. It's by, do you understand that? Why am I still serving? Do you understand? At the time Apostle sends Pastor Emma and I a message, my relationship with Apostle was tumultuous. Here. And so you have to believe that it must be a word of God. Do you understand? Me, that's why I know you guys. When Apostle says something, the man listens to God. When he says, do this thing, you do it. Because he listens to God. He went beyond what was happening to obedience. Eh? Were we praying so much? No. We really weren't. Were we? I don't know. You know that praise and worship time on Sunday? You guys, I'm telling you, that's where we've been. Yeah. And then during the week, God can catch you call and you put in like 10 minutes on Tuesday. 10 minutes on Wednesday. If he manages to catch you. But it's like, oh, you're your elder. Oh, you're your elder. Eh? Okay, then elder, you allow call. You're like, anyway, elder, not the same as pastor. <laughs> so then, worship others, katikati. You must plant, you must plant. As an elder, yes, we must plant. I'm praying for all those elders who must be planting and they're disobedient. Would go for meetings. I'd look at them. I'm like, check out these guys. We should not have another meeting where Apostle is telling us to plant. Call it some people. We were those people. Because, guys, I'm, because I'm looking at all the others, that CV is heavy. Do you click? Eh? When they start to pray, like, eh, the room shifts. Eh? When they are talking about the Bible, they know the word I in Hebrew. They know the word and in Hebrew. I mean, every word, they know what a full stop is in Hebrew. Look, eh? They had the right qualifications. My way. Ha. But then he picks Pastor M and I. Meanwhile, those, some of, look, when I look around, eh, there are people who have known that they are going to be pastors from when they were five years old. My plans for that year did not include being a pastor. But God is like, you are the one. You are the one. 
But I'm like, God, I don't know. I can't lead a congregation. I don't know how to teach. What happens when people have problems? What will I do? Hey, but also God, see me, I'm not spiri. And he's like, you're the one I have chosen. It's by grace. It's by grace. Our first few weeks at Worship Harvest, then Jazzville, we look at the mechanics and I said, why did you come back? Like, I honestly did not know why people kept coming back. Because every sign I'll be like, now they are not returning. Now they are not returning. Then they would come back. Then they would come back. Then they would come back. Apostle once said that anointing is not by education. Because I have the right education. I really do. I've gone to really good schools. But anointing is not by education. I've led worship sets before <laughs> where the music was bad and also there was no presence of God with my good education. And I went to chapel choir and I studied music. Duke League. It's not by education. It's not by family. I come from the right families. Both biological and spiritual. I come from the right families. My dad's name opened doors. Pastor Emma's dad's name opened doors. Even his name opens doors. Do you understand? I come from the right families. Anointing, Tedimo, the right family. Okay, let's talk about financial position. You might think, T, if you have money, anointing. I've been on both sides of not have money and have money. Look, you'd rather be on the have money side so that at least at the end of the service, you have fuel to take you home. Do you understand? Yeah. You're like, okay. Anointing is not by gender. It really is not by gender. God chooses you. Hmm? And then when you say yes, anointing follows. Because he can choose you. I could have said no to being an elder. I could have said no to planting the church. Zero anointing. So Jeremiah is here. They have told him, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. You see, sometimes we think that after we've gone to Gaza High School and we've married the right man, God is like, I can use this girl. Right? That's why when you're asked to lead an MC, you're first like, ha. I don't know the whole Bible. But the word is saying that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, set you apart. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Before your parents met, God knew you. 
Before your parents met, God had a purpose for you and he set you apart for that purpose. Before your parents met, you were ordained to the nations. Say yes. You see, as a potter, I don't sit and get a lamp of clay. And I'm like, let me see what will come out of this. So you sit. Is it a spindle? What, what's that thing called? So anyway, before you get that lamp of clay, you're like, I am going to make a pot. You don't make a thing and then you're like, I wonder what I'll use this thing for. From the beginning, you plan. You're like, hey, I need to send someone to Gaba Road. There is this girl. I'm going to create a girl. I'm going to make her very intelligent. I'm going to make her loud. I'm going to make her passionate. I am, I am going to make her a hard follower. Because I must send her to Gaba Road and the people at Gaba Road need such a vessel. Oshegera. He's not like, whoa, a pot. What should I do with it? And so, when God says, Pastor Solomon, go to Gaba Road. Pastor Solomon cannot say, Ah, Lord God, I am loud. He's like, I know you're loud. That's why I created you. Do you understand? You cannot say, Ah, Lord God, I am short. I mean, I did not make mistakes when I was creating you. Oshigeda. You know that psalm which apostle says is the lady's psalm? Psalm 139. Can you put it up? He says, oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. So I want to ask you a question. Is there anything about you that surprises God? Whoa, wait. No, no, no. Like that. <laughs> Meanwhile, today I prayed and I said, God, Apostle said we are being global. Help me not to speak in Uganda, but it escaped in Chacha. Anyway, because what does tomorrow tomorrow mean? It doesn't make sense. So, there's nothing about you that surprises him. You have, you see, you have searched me and known me gone. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. Let me ask a question. Has a thought been spoken yet? While it's still here. It says, go on. You comprehend my path and my line down. And are acquainted with all my ways. All of them. Yamawe. What is an acquaintance? 
Like if you're acquainted with something, So look, you might think that when you hide behind that building to smoke, God doesn't know. He's acquainted with all your ways. Yet he still calls you. That's why he has people on your case sending the link over doing what? Because God wants to turn you and God wants to return you to the person that he knew before you were formed in your mother's womb that the world has stolen from you and he's like, look, I need to use you. I need to use you. He's turning you around. You comprehend my person, my lying down and acquainted with all my ways. Continue. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. Continue. You have hedged me behind and before. When I think of a hedge, I think of a covering. That even in your manyanga, manyanga ring, there is a hedge. Isn't that grace? Isn't that grace? And laid your hand upon me. I keep seeing, this is a picture in my head. When I used to cry, I still cry. Well, when I was younger, when I would be crying, my dad would say, Manti. 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 Sorry. Manti. Sorry. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. God is saying, Nakanda, that's not you. That's not you. That's not you. Sorry that the boy hurt you. But now, he's not born again. Leave him. Sorry. Sorry that you have no money. But next time, don't use your savings to buy shoes. Sorry. Baby Wange, I want to use you. Go on. Verse 6. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Don't you be like, also you guys, don't you be there and be like, na ye God. What is it that you want from me? And God is like, before you were formed, I knew you. And I had set you apart. And I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. That's what I want with you. It is high. I cannot attain it. Go down. Where can I go from your spirit? You see the grace of God. Apostle was teaching about the two sons. The prodigal son who went and on prodigal living and the one who stayed at home. Hmm? And do you know that the one who went away, the father was waiting when he saw him afar off. Then the one who's like, hey, but who's that party for? The father went out and pleaded with him. Where can I go from your spirit? Look. Everyone who's saying that I want to be close to God. God, I want to feel your presence. He's like, I'm there with you. You can't go anywhere from his spirit. Where can I flee from your presence? He's right there. He's saying, Do you know why we need to do evangelism? Imagine that I have a family. You don't have to imagine. I have a family. I have a biological children. One is called Amara. One is called Malaika. 
What would happen if I came home and Amara was missing? Look, I would not settle until I find him. I'll tell Malaika, go, who was he with? I'll tell Miss Patience, go, find Amara. I'll tell people at the location, there is no service today. We are looking for Amara. I'll go to the news stations. I'll go to TV. I'm looking for my son. My son is lost. That's God saying, I want my children. My children are lost. Go on evangelism. Find them. Bring them back home. Bring them back home. He knows exactly where they are. He has hedged them behind and before. His hand is upon them. They cannot flee from the presence of God. He is searching them out like a father. And he uses you and I. Don't say, oh Lord God, I cannot do it. I don't know the sinner's prayer. Oh Lord God, I cannot do it. I don't know what John 3.16 says. Our Lord God, what's 2 Corinthians 5.17? You can't use me. He's saying, yes, I can. And yes, I want to continue. If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. Wanji, Mukama, you're there. When I choose to do a bad thing, I've always wanted to step on this thing. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, where you're like, Koluno Mukama, Chenkoze, the darkness shall fall on me. He says, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from him. But the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light and the light are both alike to you. Before you were formed, he knew you. Before you were born, he sanctified. To sanctify is to set apart. You know your wedding dress? The one you've imagined and the one you've worn. I don't know how many people bought a wedding gown and after the wedding day, they were like, anyone who wants can wear it. It's set apart, that dress which you wear once. He's, he set you apart. Apostle says the only way that God was able to have a relationship with us was in God knowing the end. Those people are going to hurt me. Those people are going to lie to me. Those people, I'm going to ask them to do things they'll jam. They, like they are going to hurt me. So I've made a decision to forgive them now. Before anything, look, he sanctified you knowing that maybe one day the man in your hands won't be yours. Hands, arms. Because if it's hands, it means you've put him in a bottle. 
Anyway. Amzi. He sanctified you knowing that maybe one day you'll be found early Sunday morning puking your guts out because you spent the night not sickness you spent the night not with the spirit of the Lord but with the spirit of Uganda And you see, what grace? Because he calls you, then you're like, whoa, we. But he walks in you both to will and to do. Because Verse 8 says, no, verse 7, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth. Imagine I've created a spoon. I've made it round at the end. I've given it a handle because I know I want to use this gadget to scoop soup. Then I say, spoon, feed me. It's like, eh, but I have a round head. I'm like, yes. Do not say you have a round head. I made your head round to use you in that way. Then he says, For you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. He's equipping us. Right? He's equipping us. God has taught us that if we become united vertically, we will be able to go wherever he sends us and speak whatever he tells us to speak because the oil is just flowing overflow you get it you pass on 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 the person you should be praying for is apostle here because me I'm like I know exactly what to teach I will teach what I am taught but he has to Listen to God. And God, Omayi, sometimes you get a thought and you must believe it's God speaking. Eh. We must pray for Him. Hmm. Because me, all I do, eh, someone that I go teach. The things I've had, I go and I teach. God has chosen you, then he anoints you. He says, do not be afraid of their faces, verse 8. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Pastor Ivan was teaching in the morning that God, whoever God sends, is like, I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Hey! What grace. But I'm like, okay, I want to use you. Now I'm equipping you. I'm giving you everything that you need. Now go. 
see, I have this day set you, worship harvest, over the nations and over the kingdoms, to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. You see, God has chosen you from the beginning. First of all, you got born again by grace, right? By grace. It wasn't of your works. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Then after he saves you, he gives you a new heart. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Passed away doesn't mean they passed by here. It means they are dead. Like, this is what we are singing for the old things. Yeah? Yeah. Till we meet. No, we don't sing till we meet for old things. We shall not meet. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So by grace you're born again. And then by grace you're a new creation. You receive a new heart, a new principle of life, new desires, new affections. You start to burn for the things of God. You start to look out for the things of God. You start to love the things that God loves. And then you start to serve. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11 says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom to the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. That you have been given a ministry. He called you, he saved you, he turned you around, he equipped you. He's calling you to serve. And it's not about the things you've done. Yeah, I studied at Yale. And when I meet people, I say, the weather mm, is lovely. Pastor Rosalie, would you like a cup of tea? Polly, put the kettle on. It's not, it's the grace of God. He distributes to each one individually as he wills. How are we going to respond to this grace? The first thing is do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Or why? When you read those stories and miracles, you can be like, mm. God, if someone comes to Minga, they beat off their ear. Yes. Where do I start? Do not be afraid. Apostle keeps saying, focus on God. Don't focus on the earthen vessel. 
It will fail you. It will fail you. Do not be afraid. That was the first command Jeremiah was given. Do not be afraid. What else are we going to do? We are going to stand up and speak. You know, in those moments, eh, where you're feeling like, eh, you just have to tell yourself, take a look at me, I'm a wonder. Hey, do you understand? Doesn't matter what you see now. Do you understand? Eh? I'm walking in power. Hey, I'm working miracles. I live a life of favor. Cause I know who I am. I'm walking in power. Hey, I'm working miracles. I live a life of favor. Cause I know who I am. Stand up. Speak. You have a testimony. Go and share the testimony. Speak as you are told. The words of Jesus. That it's by grace that you have been saved. That God wants you. God needs you. God is calling you back. Teach. Be bold. And then go. That's how we are going to respond. We are going to go where we have been sent. Because it's not about you. They might be sending you to Lira and your main language is Luganda. They are sending you to Sierra Leone. And the only thing you know in French is Voulez-vous danser? Voulez-vous danser avec moi? Oh, you go back to Ile Abudongo. Hey! C'est un cadeau pour moi? We We are going to go where we have been sent because it's not about us. It's not about us. It's by the grace of God. And he's saying, worship harvest. The nations are open to you. The nations are open to you. Go and preach. Go and plant churches. It's not about you. God has gifted us. God has strengthened us. It's not about you. Let's go out into the world. Don't focus on yourself. Focus on the King of Kings. The King of Kings says you're above always and never beneath. The King of Kings says you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The king of sins said he will take care of all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The king of kings said he will give you all things because of his son. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. It's by grace. And we can do it. It's by his power. It's by his power. Thank you so much, Worship Harvest. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.